The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight, wanted to keep it fairly simple for you as we are actually looking at the expectations, not only for the Rams in the entire 2023 season, but position groups specifically. We're going to kind of dive in uh, to each position grouping and what we could potentially expect from this season, as of course, that is a very difficult question to answer. What do we expect from this 2023 Los Angeles Rams team? That's almost an impossible question to answer simply because of the roster turnover that we've seen uh, last year being such an injury riddled season. So we'll kind of try to dive in and see if we can kind of pick out any awesome nuggets or anything like that that would not only keep these expectations realistic, but also positive. We want to keep them positive. We're not just going to say just because these, these guys have never touched the field before or anything like that, that they're just inherently going to be terrible. So we'll keep it realistic. We'll keep it positive. Uh, but we also just want to keep it in line where it just makes sense. We don't want to go over the top here, all right? We don't want to just be making stuff up, saying that Matthew Stafford's going to break records and all this stuff if we don't really have any evidence for any of that. Before we hop into the whole season expectations, though, uh, just a bit of house cleaning here, as I did want to mention a few topics as far as uh, the, the Rams' official content goes, as uh, I think that the, the Los Angeles Rams have done an incredible job of uh, keeping things updated this offseason as far as like really digging into different players and uh, different position groupings and stuff like that. So if you just head over to the Rams.com as the team's official website, uh, I, I like their newcomer updates. Uh, they've also got the offseason position resets. And I think those are uh, so far been my favorite piece of content from the Rams directly. Uh, throughout this offseason it kind of just really dives into what the Rams looked like last year at different position groupings whether that's offensive line or linebacker I know that those are two recent ones that have just come out uh, but as far as like looking at what happened last year who's gone who is here and now just looking at what uh, what that position group could look like going into the 2023 season which is really cool stuff also wanted to let you know that Rams showcase live has officially begun we've knocked out three episodes already uh, back into the video world officially. We are back. We're doing it, uh, streaming every Monday on YouTube and Facebook right now. It is also up on ramshowcase.com. That's also a, a spot that you can um, you can absolutely follow and uh, keep up with the team uh, right there. Or everything Ram Showcase related right there, uh, including those Ram Showcase Live, which is really fun to do. It's fun to get the uh, fan interaction. Uh, and the way that I kind of have been describing it is that this podcast here, uh, what you are hearing from me right now, is very much me to just kind of unload my thoughts and kind of guide it myself. Uh, but Ram Showcase Live is is where I want the the interaction, and uh, what we what we do there is I I do put the the join link in the the comments so you can absolutely hop on and join me. Uh, we've got Edwin who's hopped on a few times, Cody who's a longtime supporter. We even had uh, the brother of Rams House. Uh, he hopped on for a little bit. He's a Bengals fan, so he made a comment about Cup, uh, so I wanted to, to clarify with him. But if you would like to hop on with me, that's absolutely acceptable, uh, so please do. Please hop on to our Rams Showcase live on Mondays. We don't have a set time for it, as I do want to continue to mix it up and just kind of keep that, that freshness as far as the timing goes, and it also allows different people to watch. I know it's a Monday, which is... Uh, a, probably inconvenient for at least some people who would want to uh, participate in checking that out. Uh, so sometimes we go early, sometimes we go a little later. Uh, it just kind of all depends on the day and uh, the week and what's going on in my life and uh, just everything else uh, that kind of ties into it. But again, that is every Monday, Ram Showcase on YouTube and then on the Facebook page for Ram Showcase as well. But again, if you want to find a quick and easy way to find it, ramshowcase.com and streaming on the front page is where I, I throw it in. Uh, and I keep that the previous one up until I do another one. So if you would like to go check out the third episode right now, it was almost a three-hour stream of just me talking Los Angeles Rams football. 
uh, well, that stream is uh, still up, ramshowcase.com. While you're there, might as well snag yourself some merch uh, because Ram Showcase t-shirts, that is the best way to support the show if uh, that is something you're interested in doing. Got two different styles of shirts in three different colors and a very wide size range, uh, so it doesn't matter if you're a little little tiny person or a massive human being, uh, something, uh, something will fit you there uh, for sure. So let's go ahead and I want to talk about uh, expectations. That's what this is all about, right? So that is, again, the, the question that we can't really answer at this time is what do we expect from the 2023 Los Angeles Rams? It's a borderline impossible question to answer right now as there is so many different factors. And really, those factors are pretty simple. And the first one would be injuries. It's health, right? It, based on what we saw last year, and the Rams have had a very, very good stretch of injury luck. So it kind of felt like last year was something that was just like coming. Like eventually the law of averages are going to catch up to you and you're going to have to pay that piper. We've paid the piper in multiple different uh, different realms, uh, even just this past season. Yet Whether that's eating dead money or just law of averages when injuries are coming at us. I feel like we've kind of evened out that playing field now. So hopefully we don't see a, a, another injury riddled season like we did last year. So health is going to be number one. That is the top tier target as far as like what can we expect from this team well first of all we need our players to be out on the field the best ability is availability and so we got to have those guys out on the field if we want to see uh, any kind of improvement over just the five wins that the rams had in 2022 um, another thing uh, is going to be these young guys and we have so many young guys i want to say it's like 36 or 38 rookies it's almost 40 rookies that we have on our team right now and of course, that's not going to stand. We're not going to go into the season with all of the rookies. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be some rookies that are cut uh, after the preseason um, once we hit that time. But uh, we are going to have to get some guys that hit. Well, and it doesn't matter who. It, it doesn't matter if it's Byron Young or O'Shawn Mathis or Nick Hampton. We need somebody at the outside linebacker spot to step up. It doesn't matter if it's going to be, you know, one of the new guys coming in as far as like Tyler Johnson or Demarcus Robinson or Puka Nakua. It doesn't matter who. It just has to be somebody at the running back position. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Kyron Williams? Is it going to be Zach Evans who really takes that next step and really shows that they can be an important part of the defense? And then, of course, the cornerback position as well, which we're going to dive into all of these positions here shortly. But the cornerback position as well, we have to see some guys just step up and play better than we are maybe in early July, uh, kind of penciling them in as uh, they'll perform at this kind of level. We have to have guys exceed what we believe are their reasonable expectations. And that's just the, the way it is right now, the way that this, uh, this, this team is kind of being built. And we can look at it in so many different ways, and that's kind of, uh, you kind of have to with this team right now, is we can look at just the 2023 season, which is reasonable. That's the season that we're about to go into. I know a lot of fans are already kind of getting uh, eyeballs set on 2024, but we got a full season to play. And then a week NFC and a week division, I mean, it's anybody's game and it was some health and some other teams getting beat up and some explosions from some young guys that we didn't expect. Yeah, this team could absolutely be competing this year. Uh, so I don't think that it's time to like pencil that out and uh, start already looking at the 2024 season. But if we kind of zoom out a little bit, we kind of look backwards and forwards. We're in a time right now where it's not necessarily a bad thing that the Los Angeles Rams are taking a development year um, it's, it's very much an evaluation and a, and a development year from the Rams perspective. We need to see who we've got, who's worth keeping around long-term, who we need to go ahead and move on from because they just don't got it right now. And then this upcoming season, we do have the cap space and the, the ability to kind of hit it again, which is, <laughs> which is very exciting. And I don't know if that's getting enough like attention right now is the fact that if we can hit on a decent number of rookies this year, and then on top of that, do what the Rams did to build up their first Super Bowl teams, that, that 2018 season and the 21 season. If we can kind of do that attack again, I mean, who's to say that this team can't be competing for a Super Bowl in 2024 and 2025? And it's also not outside of the realm of possibilities that we still have guys like Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald for those runs. But we'll kind of have to see what happens as far as uh, how this development goes, because what if none of these rookies are awesome. What if they all are terrible? You know what I mean? Like, I don't expect that to happen. I would be very surprised if that happened. 
but it's possible that none of these guys really hit and maybe Sean McVay is kind of phoning it in because he's, you know, he's going to be a dad here soon and stuff like that. Maybe it's just not, maybe it's just not it. But if you just zoom out, you look at Super Bowl team and then kind of a, a kind of a lame duck season, but not terrible. And then you kind of get, you get back into the playoffs and then you go and then you win a Super Bowl and then you just kind of fall apart and have a terrible year. Uh, but again, it's, 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 it's pulling that back and kind of realizing like, okay, maybe we kind of went into 2022 a little too confident, a little too high on ourselves and a little too superstar dependent, which is kind of what excites me about going into this season is that we're not superstar dependent anymore. We are kind of dependent as far as like, we, we hope that Aaron Donald has a good season to help our defense. Uh, but in, in Cooper cup and Matthew Stafford, obviously on the offensive side of the football, but that's not it. If, if Aaron Donald has an incredible season, we could still win two games. You know what I mean? Like Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup could still be on, but we could still just win three, four games, even if they're just absolutely on fire. So we have to have that production from other guys. And that's what is exciting for me this year is because it doesn't, we don't know who that's going to be. We don't have, we have zero idea who's going to be the one that pops and uh, who's going to be like the groupings that, that really show up really big. But um, I'm excited to see who that is, really. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to is I'm just excited to see who that is. It's different, uh, a whole different feel to go into, like, say, 2021, where we knew we were going to be a really good football team. Uh, Matthew Stafford comes in, and we kind of felt good about that already. And then we kind of knew what Cooper Cup was. As long as he could stay healthy, he's going to be a superstar. We have Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, all this stuff. So it's 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 different to go in in that mindset of being like, yeah, we're going to be a really good football team into this year where our it feels like the floor to ceiling gap is is wide. It feels like a very wide gap as far as like, it, I'll be honest, like I could feel like this team could win three or four games, but also on the opposite end of that, I feel like this team could push 11, 12 wins. So just feels like that 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 window, the floor to ceiling window is really massive. So let's take a look at the quarterback position here. Um, because really on offense is where we're going to start here. The Rams offense should be good. All right. Matthew Stafford returns. If he's healthy, he's a clear top choice in the NFL. And I know some people are putting out their list saying like, well, Matthew Stafford wasn't healthy. If he's healthy, then I put him here. Well, he's healthy today. So I think you should put him there. I think you should, you should confidently be able to go into each year and say like, well, if these guys are healthy now, it's not like it's a Trey Lance or Brock Purdy situation. Matthew Stafford's good to go. Like he's good today. So why would you bank on him getting hurt again? Because past injuries don't guarantee future injuries. And I know that with with the way that his um, his career has gone, yeah, he's a little bit more banged up than he has been, but he's also getting older. He's played in the NFL for a very long team on a bunch of terrible teams. So yeah, he's been a little bit beat up, but he's also one of the toughest human beings in the entire NFL at the quarterback position, which is super exciting. But if Matthew Stafford can't stay healthy, he's clearly a top choice in the NFL. We've seen what a, Ma a healthy Matthew Stafford in a Sean McVay offense with an also healthy team around him, what that can do. It brings Super Bowls to Los Angeles. That's what it does. So that's that we got that going for us already. Matthew Stafford and uh and his 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 familiarity now with the Sean McVay offense. He's got Cooper Cup obviously coming back. Van Jefferson looked really strong at the end of last season, so we'll see if that continues on. Cam Akers as well, looking really strong late season, so we'll see if that continues. And as long as that offensive line can stay healthy, I feel good about this Rams offense this year. I really do. And there's really no indication to say that the Rams offense should be bad in any way. Could we use a number two wide receiver? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I'm totally sold on that being Van Jefferson. I don't know how good Ben, Sp ben Skoranek can be or will be. Tutu Atwell's a total wild card. What if he's a superstar this year? Cam Akers in all the running back group. Uh, Kyron Williams, we have no idea if he's any good or not. The the Sony Michelle signing makes me think that maybe he's not, but then also Zach Evans, like we'll see how how awesome he fits into this offense. So the Rams offense should be good. The real questions are on the defensive side of the ball, which we'll get to in a minute here. Uh, but at the quarterback position, even if Matthew Stafford goes down, Stetson Bennett has plenty of experience playing high-level football. And I know that that was in college and this is an entirely different level, but he was playing high-level football, high-quality football in the SEC, which is basically just your NFL breeding grounds. And I know that there's also other very talented conferences out there, but the SEC produces quite a bit of talent, and he was doing really well against that talent. And, of course, yeah, I mean, you got to look. He did have a, a great team around him, but 
he's been playing high-level football for a long time, and that should be able to translate. So even though he's got an incredible team out in uh, out in Georgia and good wide receivers to throw to, well, guess what? Now he's throwing to Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson, Tyler Igby, and he's got Cam Akers behind him. I think that that's okay, too. Um, but he's been obviously playing well. National champion in SoFi Stadium not that long ago. He's been playing high-level football for a while, and I think that him stepping in, I, I think that I would feel more confident about Stetson Bennett stepping into the, the quarterback position this year than I would feel about Wolford last year or even Percules last year or even Baker Mayfield, honestly. I, mean, I, I Baker Mayfield was an exciting player, and I've always kind of liked Baker Mayfield, but let's not pretend like going when we sign him on a Tuesday and he's playing Thursday night football against the Raiders that we had a lot of confidence that he was going to be awesome. Turned out it worked, and obviously the Rams won that game with a last-minute touchdown to Van Jefferson from Baker Mayfield, but I feel better about Stetson Bennett coming in, even as a rookie. Maybe that even helps. Maybe in my brain that's that's helping uh, because he doesn't have any of those bad habits. He doesn't have, like, the stench of Cleveland and Carolina on him coming in. He's just coming in as a national champion with, like, uh, honestly, like, a he's— a little older as a rookie, and I know that that's like kind of talked about as a bad thing. I think that's a good thing because, I, especially at the quarterback spot, you get a rookie coming in at 25 years old, you feel at least confident that he's decently mature. And now he's got Matthew Stafford kind of teaching him up a little bit here. I feel good about that. I really do. So Stetson Bennett, Step Benatar, Steady B, the hat, whatever you want to call him, um, I feel good about him being the Rams' backup quarterback. So even if something were to happen to Matthew Stafford, I at least feel okay about Stetson Bennett, and it's a very, very minimum uh, because whether, like, if if Stafford goes down and then we're kind of sitting here wondering if we're going to be able to compete, well, this year we weren't really expecting or anticipating that we would be competing. So, with that being said, maybe if Stafford goes down, we kind of take that as just a good opportunity to really evaluate what Stetson Bennett is and see if going into next season, the 2024 year, if we re- need to readdress whether that's the backup position or if Stafford retires, just address the position in general. So I think it would be good. Uh, like I, That sounds terrible. <laughs> it would be good to get some eyeballs on Stetson Bennett, though. I mean, that I don't feel like is, is so over the top. I do not want to see Matthew Stafford hurt, but in the event that he does, I'm at least excited that we get to see Stetson Bennett in a season where... Maybe the pressure isn't so high because we know that we might not be playing for a Super Bowl this year. I think that that's the best way to put that. That's the way it makes sense in my head, at least. Moving on to the running back position. So Cam Akers ended the season strong last year, and uh, all we can do is hope that that bleeds into this year. He was playing really well at the end of last season, um, and last season was such a such a disaster in terms of, like, we didn't really know what the heck was going on in any capacity. <laughs> like the Rams are just getting absolutely ripped apart with injuries. Uh, we've got uh, the the issues at the running back position with Cam Akers just being a healthy scratch and not participating in any team activities. We're anticipating that he gets cut or traded, and then all of a sudden he's back. Hendo's in Jacksonville, and Cam Akers is killing it at the end of the year. It's like, what the hell even happened, man? Like, so I don't know. Either way, I, I feel like whatever happened, it, it it appears to be good now, and that's really all we can hope for. So Cam Akers, hopefully that bleeds into this season, and uh, we're looking pretty good. Uh, there's no indication on what Sony Michelle's role will be on this team, uh, but my very first thought when, when the Rams did sign Sony Michelle back was, oh, they probably don't think Kyron Williams has it. Or maybe they have, maybe Zach Evans just hasn't really shown that much. Or... On the complete opposite side of this, is it just a way for Sony Michelle to put tape out for somebody in the preseason? Is he sitting here as a free agent in late June signing with the Rams where he's like, you know what, I just need a team to go play for and and to put on some tape and, and maybe we'll see some injuries happening in uh, training camp and preseason and he's got a spot. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it with Sony Michelle, Akello Will- Witherspoon, Tyler Johnson, and Demarcus Robinson. I have no idea. Uh, but either way, that signing to me was the immediate red flag on the depth at the running back position because we all felt pretty decent, at least I did, felt pretty decent going into the season with Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, and Zach Evans. And now that is no longer the case. Now we added Sony Michelle, which I don't hate. 
I like Sony Michelle. He's not like a like your RB one or anything like that, but he's an awesome, awesome guy to come spell your run your your RB one for a little bit. And he's got he's great on third down. He can block real well. He's got hands. He's got good vision. So I don't see a downside to to the Rams actually bringing in Sony Michelle as far as the perspective of what Sony Michelle brings to the team. But if you look at the other positions on the team, Kyron Williams definitely his stock goes down because of the signing of of uh, Sony Michelle. Zach Evans, his stock goes down as well. So will we see Zach Evans at all this year? If Sony Michelle sticks on the roster and is part of the roster come week one, probably not. Probably not seeing a lot of Zach Evans this year. Maybe a little bit of Kyron Williams here and there. But the Rams have, under McVay, have gone with two running backs and you don't really see the third, even though some teams do that. Uh, but the Rams do need a, a decent running attack to open up the rest of the offense. But somebody needs to step up and it doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter if it's Cam Akers or Sony Michelle or Kyron Williams or Zach Evans. Somebody needs to do it. Somebody needs to be the threat on the ground so that the play action actually works, giving Matthew Stafford time so he's not getting hit immediately behind what will be a pretty young offensive line. I'm sure we'll see some some youth playing on the offensive line. So to have those those play actions work, I think is going to be critical. And moving on to the wide receiver position here. Uh, we know what Cooper Cup brings to the table. Um, below that, though, there is so many questions. Is Van Jefferson going to take that step into the wide receiver, the wide receiver two spot this year, and just absolutely crush it? Um, is Ben Skoranek going to take that next step? Is Tutu Atwell going to finally show some consistent ability to be a threat? Was Tyler Johnson and Demarcus Robinson uh, were those signings necessary at all? I don't know. Um, either way, that's another example of that. The my emotions on the Sony Michelle move. It's the same emotions that I feel on the Tyler Johnson and Demarcus Robinson moves. Is um is is there a lack of trust with Ben Skoranek? Is there a lack of trust with Tutu Atwell? Um, is there a lack of trust with Lance McCutcheon? That's a name that I haven't really talked about very much. Um, simply because I'm not sure if he makes this team. I mean, it, it's it's very possible, and maybe he's going to be awesome this year. Maybe he's actually a, like a legitimate contributor. Uh, but the the Rams have essentially 12, 12 wide receivers. Fighting for what six spots? Maybe, maybe we push it to seven. Uh, but you can also just because that's fifty percent. But let's not pretend like Cup is in a conversation of getting cut. So it's now down to to eleven guys fighting for five spots, which is less than fifty percent. So it's going to be tough. There's going to be tough decisions. Preseason is going to be very critical uh, for these for this position group specifically. But uh, wide receiver is uh, certainly a position that we will see. See shakeup as the season rolls on. Uh, I anticipate that we'll see the depth chart kind of move around, uh, whether that's because of injuries or whether that's because of just production levels. Maybe Skoranek get, gives us a couple of those untimely drops like he has been uh, known to do. And so uh, somebody like Tyler Johnson comes in or Van Jefferson has a bigger role. Maybe Van Jefferson is just not really getting it done. So he kind of falls down the depth chart. I anticipate some shakeups. When it comes to the depth chart, when it uh, at the wide receiver position, though, um, but real realistically, what we can expect from this position group is that we need somebody to step up into a solid role. And what I mean by that is just somebody who can take an eyeball or two away from Cooper Cup. Last year, uh, we definitely hit a point where, in fairness, I think it to a fault a little bit that Matthew Stafford was looking towards Cup, and uh, you get it. You know what I mean? Like it was a triple crown, your Super Bowl MVP from the year before. Of course, you kind of want to you want to get him the football as much as you possibly can. Uh, but then it kind of just went to a detriment where, you know, we had Allen Robinson open on some plays and it's still getting forced to Cooper Cup. So we got to see that change. Um, that is definitely a Stafford fault. Uh, I call it I call it that uh, Calvin Johnson syndrome because I, I kind of talked about it a lot when uh, I was never a big Stafford guy until Calvin Johnson left the Lions. And then I feel like Matthew Stafford got so much better after that point. So I think that that's got to be considered as well, that um, that maybe we just need to to understand that Matthew Stafford is a guy who's going to force it to his, his favorite target, which is clearly Cooper Cup. But we need somebody that can just take eyeballs away from that, whether that's Tutu Atwell hitting deep, whether that's Van Jefferson coming across the middle. Like, it doesn't matter. We just need somebody. Puka Nakua is a guy that, like, maybe... Maybe he's somebody, if he can stay healthy out there, that maybe he's a guy that can uh, take take a little bit of attention away from Cooper Cup 
uh, somebody like a Robert Woods, who I think, I mean, that that is the comp for Puka Nakua, that if he can stay healthy, he is Robert Woods. But we'll have to see him stay healthy first. That is the first thing, of course. Um, he's had a history, but it's also, he's still very young in his NFL or like in his playing career. Uh, you can look at his college injuries all you want to, but that doesn't guarantee NFL injuries. So let's just see what he can do out there. Uh, but I, he's definitely a candidate that could take that attention away from uh, from a Cooper Cup to open him up more. And that's really all it is because the, the offense is going to run through Cooper Cup. Uh, we all we kind of know that already. Um, so to help him as much as possible, we do need some other wide receivers to step up. And that is the expectation that that Cooper Cup will be the top target. and we need to be able to try to let that happen. Because if we don't have anybody else who's a threat, then it's very easy for the defense to just target one guy and just take him out, even though Cooper Cup is spilling ankle guts all over the place with his routes because they are nasty. But either way, man, I mean, you gotta, you got to be able to complement that for sure. Let's go to the tight end position here. Tyler Higby is the, the clear-cut top guy for this position, probably the best tight end in Rams history. Uh, you can argue with me if you want, but I, I ask you to then you provide me a top five list, all right? Because you're going to be digging pretty deep if you give a top five list for the for all-time Rams tight ends. Uh, I would say the door is open for as far as like level of targets, even though I do anticipate that Tyler Higby will be the guy. Uh, but how many tight ends the Rams want to keep is going to lead to some tough decisions. And the Rams are almost in a no-win position with the tight end grouping right now. Uh, simply because like Higby figures to be a lock on the roster, and then and then what? Probably Hopkins next next guy to be a lock in at the roster uh, on the roster. But how many how many tight ends do the Rams keep? Is it going to be two? Is it going to be three? Is it going to be four? That feels extreme, right? Especially we just talked about the wide receiver position where we have twelve guys fighting for maybe six jobs, maybe seven jobs, six jobs if we Rams are going to keep four tight ends. That's for sure. But will the Rams keep four tight ends? I wouldn't think so. But Davis Allen and Hunter Long, I, then you're picking between those guys. If Higby and Hopkins are making the roster, you're picking between Long and you're picking uh, between Allen. Like those two guys, you have to choose. Hunter Long, came, he has one career catch. He came over via the Jalen Ramsey trade to the Miami Dolphins. And Davis Allen, the rookie out of Clemson, who figures to be pretty damn good at football, actually. He seems almost exactly like the Jacob Harris mold, but I think with more reasonable, reasonable reasons... <laughs> That's a weird way to put that, but more reasonable reasons uh, to be excited about his potential, more so than than Jacob Harris, in my opinion. I think that we have more reason to be like pumped about Davis Allen than we ever had about Jacob Harris, who definitely in preseason gave us reasons to be excited. So that's why I'm really excited about Davis Allen. I don't want to see Hunt, Hunter Long go because then the Rams are basically admitting that that was a worthless trade. You get such a low pick. You get such a, a, a low-level player that he doesn't even make your roster for Jalen Ramsey. And, of course, we can always look at it in different ways. And, and this will probably, it'll look different in the future as well when we start looking at things like, um, like what if, what if Jalen Ramsey sucks this year <laughs> for the Dolphins? Then, I mean, then, then it's hard to look at that as a lost trade, you know? Um, but uh, what if, what if Jalen Ramsey's awesome this year and then he falls off the cliff? You know, he's getting to that age where corners start to fall off, so... It's always better. Uh, we talked about this on the live stream. It is always better to get rid of a guy a year early than a year late. And maybe that's what the Rams did with Ramsey. Who knows? We don't know if the Rams won, won or lost that trade yet. It depends on so many different factors. But if the, the Rams cut Hunter Long, we're basically saying that, like, hey, Dolphins, you really got to, you, you pretty much won this as long as Jalen Ramsey doesn't absolutely crud the bed this season. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then uh, Davis Allen, who I think that the Rams should keep. Uh, he was a drafted tight end, and I don't know if all of the Rams draftees will stick around. I, I don't know if they all make it through the cuts, uh, but Davis Allen is one that I would anticipate. But I also just, I just can't wrap my brain around the Rams keeping four tight ends. That just doesn't feel real to me. So we'd have to see, I guess, how, uh, how that uh, comes to fruition. But if I had to guess right now, the Rams will go in with three tight ends, that being Higby, Hopkins, and Davis Allen, not Hunter Long. And on the offensive line, uh, so obviously the, the big question here is health. Uh, the Rams got absolutely ripped up uh, along the front line last year. Um, and even with just a little bit of help, this, this group should take massive strides. Uh, we still don't know who Logan Bruss is. Um, he didn't look great in the, the very limited preseason action that we saw him in last year. 
all I can really picture, when I picture Logan Bruss in a Rams uniform, I don't even know who it was, but he got absolutely bull rushed, and it was not a good look for uh, for a young for a young guy. But also, I would anticipate that he's probably stronger this year. He's a little bit more maybe emotionally prepared to go into these games and not get not let something like that happen. So we'll have to see him in preseason. I'm excited to see him in preseason. I'm not sure if he makes the cut for a starting job, but uh, we'll see how that works out. And then, uh, of course, the the two big rookies on the offensive line, uh, Avila and McClendon, uh, they could absolutely be impactful this year. We don't know if McClendon is going to be uh, one of those guys or not. We all kind of feel like uh, Avila will be. Uh, probably, if I had to guess, he's probably going to be the Rams' left guard this year um, just to kind of sure up that side a little bit stronger because the right side has Rob Havenstein on it. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens as far as uh, where these guys are distributed at. Uh, but I'm really excited to see McClendon in preseason. And I think that if I had to put money on it right now, I would say that we'll all come out of preseason feeling better about McClendon than we do Bruss. But also, like I said, we still don't know exactly who Bruss is, missing his entire rookie season after his knee absolutely exploded in the second preseason game last year. Um, but uh, also expect uh, the Rams to retain a solid number of offensive line guys on the practice squad, just in case we have that same kind of issue that we did last year. Um, the, the, with the Rams' previous injury luck, uh, we shouldn't see that again, honestly, because something we kind of talked about here a little bit ago. Um, if we do see another season where the Rams get absolutely just wrecked by injuries again, we kind of got to start looking at other stuff and uh, see what... Uh, like dig in a little bit deeper and see what might be going on to, on with that because that last year was a it was an anomaly and I mean I don't care what anybody says but when you when you take a snapshot of the Rams offense last year and you look at just the injuries that the Rams had starting four different quarterbacks Matthew Stafford John Wolford Bryce Perkins and uh, Baker Mayfield you lose three of your top four wide receivers with the one being Van Jefferson who was hurt to start the season. So really you never had your top four wide receivers together. You lose your, your first draft pick offensive lineman, uh, Logan Bruss in the preseason with a torn ACL and MCL. And then from there, your offensive line just absolutely falls apart. Uh, David Edwards is just getting dizzy and like passing out. He's, he's a scratch when we didn't, we didn't even know that anything was going on. He's dealing with like this concussion stuff that's super scary. Then you got Joe Noteboom going down at left tackle. So then we got like Skura and Inseki, guys that we signed in the middle of the season and they're starting on the offensive line and end up looking pretty good, honestly. But I mean, Inseki was never really going to come back. He's what, 39 now, I think. So uh, that was just one of those like we just need a guy and we know that we can feel decent about him. Um, but you look at all of these factors and then uh, we already talked about the the running back position with like Cam Akers being a healthy scratch and the Rams are going to trade him and and then all of a sudden he's back and Hendo's gone. It's just a whole disaster. And if that were to happen again, that would be astronomical like that. Really, no team can go through what I just described and still succeed. If you take it doesn't matter who you pick. It could be the Chiefs, it could be the Eagles, it could be the Bills. You you put them in a situation needing four different quarterbacks, never having their top four wide receivers together, uh, issues in the running back room, uh, an offensive line that gets absolutely wrecked immediately, then, I mean, who who can handle that? There is no team in the NFL deep enough to handle that. So, give this team health, and the offense is already massively improved. Massively improved. But the offense is not the side of the football that we should have major concerns about. With McVay, Stafford, Cup, uh, we should feel okay about this entire unit as long as health is included in that. Stands to reason that, um, you know, that if we see uh, a few surpri surprise guys this year, that this will be a good one for the Rams offense, especially if a guy like Puka Nakua, maybe Davis Allen's awesome, maybe Zach Evans comes in and is great. Like, this offense could should be exciting. And even if those guys don't pop, we still have enough talent and a good enough offense that we should be fine this year. You know what I mean? Maybe with the less proven weapons at wide receiver, that's that's not super realistic to get to like maybe like the 2021 level because that obviously with like Robert Woods and then you bring in OBJ, uh, it's unfortunate we never got them together. But um, that kind of situation, like maybe it's not totally realistic that we get to that level, but to be much improved from last year, I think is absolutely a realistic expectation. 
take all the the offensive rankings from last year and all that stuff and just go ahead and toss them out because that doesn't they they're not real as long as the Rams can stay healthy. You can't look at last year if the Rams have health. You know what I mean? Like I I kind of talked about this with um uh was it I think Cody who who I was talking with on the, on uh, stream number three on July third. Uh, is it like it doesn't matter what what happened last year? We can't really look at that as a reasonable uh, assessment of what this Rams team could potentially look like in 2023 because it just it's it's apples and oranges at this point. It's like saying that the the 2017 Rams weren't any good because the 2016 Rams weren't good. It's like well, it's a different team entirely. It doesn't even count, um, especially when you see that kind of turnover and stuff. So. Let's move over to the defensive side of the football. Uh, the Rams aren't spending a lot of money on defense outside of Aaron Donald. Uh, so uh, this defense definitely has opportunities in it. And that alone, I think, is extremely exciting. Uh, just because a lot of these guys will be rookies doesn't inherently mean that they'll be bad. It's absolutely possible to have rookies who pop. And I think that Rams fans specifically, maybe a good portion of us, myself included, have forgotten that rookies can have a pretty strong impact on your team because under McVay, we have not seen rookies get a lot of playing time. We see rookies kind of sit and have like a redshirt year before we start to utilize them, which makes this year different entirely. This is a year that we haven't seen under Sean McVay where we're not only going to have rookies playing, we're kind of relying on rookies to play and also be productive if we want to be a good football team. So it's totally different this year an entirely different vibe than we're than we are used to uh, but again i just want to uh, kind of just remind you that just because the rams haven't had rookie performances and not just not i'm not going to say bad rookies because we have guys that develop into into very very talented players but rookies rookie players have not been a big part of the rams since Sean McVay has has arrived I would say that you can go ahead and take that mindset out too because we're going to see a lot of rookies this year. Whether that's good or bad, we'll be determined. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but we're going to see a good chunk of them. Let's start on the defensive line. Obviously, with Aaron Donald uh, anchoring this position group, you're going to be all right. You could probably just have Aaron Donald on defensive line. You'll probably still be at least okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Kobe Turner looks like he could become the next Greg Gaines if uh, the defensive front... Uh, and, and those, those rookies, like the, the way that, that, that Kobe Turner plays, I feel like he can step into that role, obviously bringing Marquise Copeland, uh, back, uh, to have him return, I think is very strong. So in my mind, the ideal defensive line would be Kobe Turner, Aaron Donald and Marquise Copeland. I think that's actually a very strong defensive line. Um, and, uh, maybe Bobby Brown is done now. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's out. Um, maybe he's kind of the odd man in this one. Uh, with the suspension last year and really the fact that he has not made any kind of real impact, um, I would say that it's it's possible that uh, maybe it's in his best interest to try to go find a new team and and try to wiggle his way onto that that roster. I like Bobby Evans. I'm a big Texas A&M fan, so I kind of watched his career. I thought he was going to be a lot better than he has been. Um, but, uh, it just hasn't happened yet. Maybe this is the year it happens. Maybe he does stick around and plays well. Um, uh, but I think my personal expectations of the impact that Bobby Brown can have on this defense is certainly dwindling onto the linebacker spot here. The departure of Bobby Wagner obviously does not help, uh, this group at all. Uh, but Ernest Jones looks like he could be ready to take on that leadership role and not just take that leadership role on, but thrive in that leadership role as well. Um, I'd say at this point, I'd be surprised if he doesn't really thrive in that role. I think he's in a really good position to become a leader of this defense and kind of just take over that, like, like the leader of the defense. You know what I mean? Um, but outside linebacker, um, that obviously is a, is a spot where we're not really sure what to expect. It's an odd position for the Rams because we don't really have a good understanding about how these players will be utilized. If I had to take just a shot in the dark here, it feels like Michael Hoyt and Daniel Hardy could really get a, a good chunk of playing time with the rookies getting a fair a fair rotation. Byron Young could absolutely take over one of those jobs, though. Uh, Nick Hampton, O'Shawn Mathis, Keir Thomas, uh, these are all guys that could figure to be part of a rotation. Again, though, how many how many outside linebackers do the Rams keep? I feel like this could be a position where the Rams do keep a little bit more than maybe we anticipate. 
simply because of a valuation standpoint. Nick Hampton, O'Shawn Mathis, and Keir Thomas, uh, I think those are all three guys that we really don't have the strongest understanding of, even though we do feel like Michael Hoyt, Byron Young, and even Daniel Hardy, I would put in that conversation. Um, I would like, I'm really excited to see him in preseason. He looks a lot stronger. I, I, want, to see, I want to see him out there on the field. Um, but that is um, kind of where we're at right now with um, with the outside linebacker spot is that we we do have some evaluations to make. Um, but that's also exciting. That's what is exciting about this position group specifically, because uh, we don't know who's going to pop. And it could be any of these guys. You know what I mean? It could be anybody. It could be Deshaun Johnson, the, the final pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. What if he is so sick this year? You know what I mean? So. That's the good part and bad part about this position group is that we are waiting for somebody to pop and, and to show us that they can be um, be the guy. Um, but and it doesn't matter to me. Again, that's um, that's I think a big part of it is like I've got my picks on who I think will do it. But if they don't, that's okay. Just as long as somebody does, I just want whoever is in the Rams the Rams uniform to be playing better than the opponent. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I don't care who they are. I just want them to be better than the than who they're playing against. You know. Um, but linebacker in general, I think is um is it's a spot that clearly there's a lot of different moving pieces here. Ernest Jones feels like such a solid performer that you feel decent about just him being in there. Um, but who's going to be next to him? Is it going to be uh, like a Christian Roseboom who's been around for a while now, and is he finally in a position where he can start on the defense, or is he going to be you know stuck with um with more of a uh, a special teams role like he has been, you know what I mean? So we'll kind of have to see what, what, how it all plays out. Maybe a Hummel is a guy that kind of steps in, but well, that again, the linebacker spot in preseason is one that I'm absolutely keeping my eyes pretty close on. Another position that I am keeping my eyes really tight on in the preseason, along with really just the entire defense, honestly, with the Ram, the players that the Rams lost, it just, it, it may, it's, there's so many moving parts on the defense that um, preseason in defense is going to be so exciting. And I don't know if I've been this excited to see the Rams defense going like entering the preseason um, because it really is just a, a whole bunch of guys that we don't know who's going to pop. So the safety position, though, uh, we know that Jordan Fuller is the clear cut leader of this group, but who will be next to him? My money does say Quentin Lake will be at this spot. Um, Russ Yeast is obviously getting conversation as well. Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor the second he could uh, absolutely come into this spot as well, and I kind of would like to see that myself. I, I like Quentin Lake, but Jason Taylor being the rookie and being who he is, who I'm I'm actually very excited for him as a player. Um, I I would be I would be excited to see him out there. I just want to see him out on the field and see a, a combination of Fuller and Taylor. I think would be very fun to watch. Uh, but the Rams also have a lot of safeties right now. So in the preseason, it's going to be very rotation heavy, I'm sure. And you're really going to have to take advantage of your opportunities. Every single play matters. Like having one bad play really does impact whether you might make this team or not. So uh, to, to see the safety, safety position and how many guys we're going to try to evaluate in the preseason, it is going to be important. It is very critical that every single play, you have to kind of be awesome. You have to be. That's just the way it is, especially in preseason against vanilla plays and stuff. You got to be able to shut down just about everything that comes your way, and if you don't, and the other guy does, well, you might be looking for a new team at the end of preseason. So you really have to take advantage of those opportunities. And the safety position is one where you see a blown coverage that might have just gotten you cut. That like very legitimately could get you cut if you see one blown coverage. We just can't afford to have it right now, and especially if other guys are getting picks or tipping tipping balls or just absolutely like just. Debo Samuel and the hell out of somebody in the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the kind of stuff that will get you onto the team. You get a pick or two in the preseason, you're probably making this roster is at the safety spot, realistically. Just with with one guy being a lock and then everybody else fighting for jobs, like, yeah, you could absolutely make or break your NFL career in this preseason if you are a Rams secondary player. Which brings us to the cornerback position where youth is obviously just taken over completely in this in this grouping. Um, the Rams do bring in Akella Witherspoon, who has a little bit more experience, uh, former Niner, former Steeler. Uh, so he comes in with a little bit more experience. Um, I'm not sure what to really think about that, um, that, that addition. And maybe it is just to have any kind of veteran leadership in that, in that grouping. But it, it, 
feels like Kobe Durant is in a good position this year. Um, so if he can take that step that we all anticipate him taking uh, going into year two for uh, for Kobe Durant, that that he will be one of the one of the top guys. Outside of that, uh, Darian Kendrick getting very high marks as far as comments go um, from training camp, uh, from like these offseason workouts and stuff. Um, Robert Rochelle is a guy that I still have not given up on myself. I still feel like I see so much in Robert Rochelle and that he's got all the makings to be a very, very good corner. We just really kind of need to see it unfold. Um, uh, we got to turn that potential into production eventually. So hopefully this is the year that that happens. And then also the rookies coming in. The Rams rookies at the cornerback spot is kind of absurd, but also exciting. Uh, and Trey Tomlinson is my number one rookie uh, of this entire class all all 800 rookies that the Rams have right now, Trey Tomlinson is the one that I'm the most excited for. Um, and a, I think a big part of that is because collectively, everybody agrees that if he, if you add a like two, three, four more inches onto, onto his person uh, and may, maybe a little bit more weight, that he was a first round pick. And the Rams got him so late because he's five foot seven. But the dude is an incredible football player. And that's what kind of annoys me about it, but also makes me thankful that all these teams kind of agreed that um, his size was not going to be able to work in this league um, because he's now got an opportunity for the Rams in a grouping that you can stick out in and do well. Like he didn't go to a team that's got their starters already locked in. And like I guess the Rams kind of do, but let's not pretend like Trey Tomlinson couldn't absolutely work his way into getting a bunch of more reps and really seeing that percentage of defensive snaps increase as the season goes on. So it's kind of the perfect storm for Trey Tomlinson getting drafted by the Rams specifically and where he did because he's also got now that chip on his shoulder. I'm so pumped for Trey Tomlinson. I am legitimately jacked for Trey Tomlinson to be part of this defense. I feel like it's going to be one of those things that we look at of like, damn, what a draft steal. What a draft steal that was. Everybody else passed on him. Even we did like 80 times because we had a billion picks this year. Uh, but even the Rams passed on him a bunch of times. End up still getting him late, and and I think he's going to be awesome. And maybe he's not. Who knows? But I think that he's got all of the skill set to be an absolutely incredible player in this league, and I'm so pumped to see what he can do. He's also very durable. He's he's a hitter. He's uh, he's he's got no weakness outside of like you can say that he's five foot seven. But I mean, if you can if you can play ball, you can play ball. I don't care how tall you are, man. Like if he can do it, he can do it. So let's put him out there. And he's got that good bloodline and everything, too. Uh, either way, it's going to be an exciting season for him. Um, but there's no shortage of, of young guys um, for, the, for the Rams in, in the secondary at all. And the cornerbacks, cornerback position specifically, it's up for grabs. And the same exact thing as I said about the safety spot. You can have a few bad plays that might get you cut. That might get you relegated to a practice squad role. But if you can lock some people down, you put out some good tape, Maybe you get a pick or two, you bat down some balls, you, you're hitting people, you're, you're not letting open field tackles get through you, you're earning your spot. And that's exciting to me. That's what makes the preseason exciting to me, is that a single play, a running back catching the ball on the, in the flat, and then it's, it's you against, it's the running back versus a corner like Trey Tomlinson, and whether or not that's tackle, that tackle's made will impact the depth chart, I think is awesome. I think that's so much fun. And that also works on their side too. Like maybe that running back is fighting for a two or three, an RB two or an RB three, and you get tackled. Oh, now you're maybe an RB three to start the season. You know what I mean? Like that to me is so exciting. And, and to, to be able to, and with losing a full preseason game, each play means that much more because this is still for evaluation. It's still to kind of try to get into your groove, especially for the Rams specifically who don't play their starters in preseason. The, the preseason is for evaluation and to get these reps in. So if you're not performing in those jobs, uh, like it, it, we saw it work for a Lance McCutcheon last year, you know what I mean? Making the roster based on your preseason performances. And we're going to see that again. We won't know a legitimate good prediction on who will make this final roster until we at least see two preseason games. And that, that is when I will do my roster predictions is maybe after two preseason games. And then once we actually get the roster in, that's when I'll do my depth, my depth chart predictions uh, like we do every year. So uh, either way, though, I mean, I, that's what excites me is that a couple of bad plays in a row, you may have just lost your job. A couple of really good plays in a row, you may have just earned your job. And I think that that's really exciting. 
So overall on the defensive side, um, gauging realistic expectations of this defense is very difficult to do uh, just with the number of unproven players in every position group. It doesn't matter where you look on the defensive side. We have players that are probably going to be playing that don't have a lot of experience, maybe no experience uh, if they are rookies coming in. Uh, so that's that definitely leads a lot of question marks. Uh, the leadership for the Rams, uh, it's very critical here. Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones, and Jordan Fuller, uh, they are good players to have as your core, as your your pillars of this defense. Um, and then we just that's going to help the to have somebody to have these young guys to lean on. And every position group has it. Obviously, any pass rushers have Aaron Donald. Your linebackers have Ernest Jones, and your secondary players have Jordan Fuller. So that's very good that we have those pillars still in place, uh, but their their leadership is going to be pretty critical, and they're all different kind of leadership. Aaron Donald is very much a a, a lead by example kind of guy. Um, we he's I think that Von Miller has kind of helped him in his leadership, but um, we kind of know that that's the the role that he takes is that lead by example, do as I do kind of thing. Uh, Ernest Jones is a very vocal leader, and I think he's going to be a very good captain for this Rams defense, especially with the youth there. And then Jordan Fuller is kind of that quiet leader. You know what I mean? Like he kind of just his whole vibe is 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 um I think very calm and also aggressive. It's that calm aggression. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not he's an absolute monster on the football field, but his demeanor is so relaxed and stuff. So I think that no matter your personality type as a rookie you've kind of got somebody to lean on on the defensive uh, in the defensive locker room, which I think is very good. Um, but we obviously with losing a bunch of superstars, it's also nice to have the continuity um, with some of those superstars and also the continuity of the coaching staff, which I think is very critical. Obviously I've had my comments about Raheem Morris and uh, potentially moving on from Raheem Morris, wanting the teams like the Colts to hire him and stuff like that. But uh, realistically, with the over the overhaul that we've seen on the roster, the defensive side specifically, uh, and the the superstars that we lose with, you know, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, two very big parts of this defense last year, uh, you lose those guys. I think it's very good to have continuity in your coaching staff. And it also helps those leaders that I just mentioned. Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones, and Jordan Fuller is now they can help these rookies come in and learn without needing to learn an entire new defense themselves. They're not learning new wording and stuff like that themselves. They already know what's going on, and that can help there. And also, Raheem Morris coming back is the reason that Aubrey Pleasant came back, and for that reason alone, I'm okay with <laughs> with Raheem Morris being back because I am a massive Aubrey Pleasant fan, and I think he's an incredible, underrated coach, and I'm super pumped to see him come in this year specifically with all the rookies we have coming in as defensive backs. I think they are in very good hands with Aubrey Pleasant coaching them up. So that's very good to see as well. And then we'll take a quick peek at the special teams here. Uh, kicker is down to one. We are down to Tanner Brown, who is number 49, who I'm going to have to get used to uh, seeing that out there. Uh, but he is uh, currently holding down the kicking spot, the lone spot right now, which means it's his to lose. If he blows it in preseason, we could see a change here. Um, and I'm sure we all remember the gap between uh, Greg Zorline and Matt Gay. So hopefully we don't have something like that. Or uh, if we do have uh, some bridge players like we did with like the Samuel Sloman and Liram Haralahu, stuff like that, uh, that hopefully it is a short gap. And maybe if if uh, Tanner Brown is not the guy, then maybe we find him <laughs> next. Uh, but hopefully we can just kind of keep that bridge uh, closed as closed as possible. And hopefully Tanner Brown's just the guy. Maybe we don't have uh, that lag there. And I don't, I'd have to look at the history of the number of 49 in, uh, in Rams history. Probably not that hefty, if I had to guess. Tanner Brown, he's in a position to maybe be the best 49 in Rams history. That's cool, huh? Uh, also, uh, drafted punter Ethan Evans. He looks to be the solid pick there. And honestly, I would be surprised if he doesn't pan out. He seems to be like a very good punter. Um, so for him to come into the NFL, it's not that, that much bigger of a leap than other positions uh, if you're a punter. So. I do trust that Ethan Evans will be fine here. Our long snapper is scheduled to be Alex Ward, and uh, hopefully we don't hear that name very often. That is kind of the goal, right? And then on kick returner, punt returner, there's really no word here on who will be handling these duties. Uh, we might get a little bit of a hint uh, later on, what, maybe when we get some like unofficial depth charts or we get closer to preseason. Uh, but if I had to guess, um, I would, or if I had to pick, I guess, not if I had to guess, but if I had to pick, I would go with Tutu Atwell in this role. Uh, because he's got the speed, which which works out here. 
but realistically, we have a bunch of different guys who could handle this job. And unfortunately, with the new kick return rules, it's a lot less of an important position anyway, which is unfortunate. Punt returner is a lot more critical, I guess. And really now the only the only return role that actually holds any kind of weight. So as long as anybody can be a good punt returner, which will probably be Cooper Cup in really critical situations, um, then I'm, I'm actually not super worried about it. So it, when we know we need to make sure the punt is caught or to try to get a spark somehow, it's probably going to be Cup anyway. So whoever else it happens to be as our punt returner, whether that's Tutu or Trey Tomlinson or anybody else, Puka Nakua, it doesn't matter. Um, either way, it feels like when we need it, when it really matters the most, it's probably just going to be Cup anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, let's see here. So we'll zoom a little bit out because we've been very focused on what this is meaning for this this season right here. So this season, though, I mean, despite bringing in different guys like Michelle, Johnson, Robinson, Witherspoon, uh, it is very much a youth development year. And it's nice uh, to add some vets into some different roles, but roles. But we kind of know what this year is. Uh, it's to see who will pop and we'll reassess next offseason and the Rams like. The way that it, it's kind of working out right now, I tried to word this and make it make sense on the live stream, uh, but let me see. Let me try again <laughs> here. And I, I guess the way to put it is that the Rams have what 36, 38, I think maybe rookies on the team right now. Um, if half of those guys are decent, that's an incredible class. Like if you're getting 15 guys who are awesome, I mean, you're looking great. If the Rams get under 30%, or about 30% of these guys to actually have a legitimate impact, and we can get 10 or 11 of these guys to be actual hits, that is an unbelievable draft class, one that we'll talk about for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? And I think it's just a numbers game at that point. If you bring in enough guys and your evaluation is strong enough, which we like to feel like it is, right? We've gotten guys late. Uh, you know, Jordan Fuller's a 199 overall. Cooper Cup was a, what, a third, fourth-round pick. Uh, so, I mean, we feel like our evaluations are good, right? So if we can hit on 10 or 11 of these guys, which feels real, not only should this year be good, but next year, I mean, we're going to be, we're going to be a conversation next year. We're already kind of like kind of jumping into that a little bit as far as like people, people's expectations of the Los Angeles Rams are already different post draft than they were in say March when everybody was like, what the heck are the Rams doing? They're getting rid of everybody. Like, this team's going to be terrible. They only won five games. And then after the draft, I think people kind of looked back and was like, okay, well, Stafford's healthy now. Cup's healthy now. Fuller's healthy now. Donald's healthy now. They've got this great draft class full of guys who can absolutely be superstars in Puka Nakua, um, uh, uh, Byron Young, uh, Trey Tomlinson, like Ethan Evans, like Zach Evans even. Like, there's, there's so many guys that are being talked about now for the Rams that it's, it's one of those where it could legitimately be pretty sick this year if we can get 10 or 11 of these guys to hit. And then that just makes 2024 even more sick and more hittable as far as like potential like awesomeness goes. So uh, to, to zoom it out a little bit, really what we're looking at here is like the 2023 draft or the 2023 season is is more of like, um, like it's, it's like the womb of the 2024 season and we're just kind of figuring out what the heck is going on right now we're kind of just fostering this take care of this let's let's give these guys everything that they need to succeed this year and let them kind of grow into what they will become and at the end of this season we can be like all right well this guy didn't get it done this guy did get it done this guy didn't get it done but this guy did so let's go ahead and part ways with the guys who didn't and let's keep the guys in who did and with the salary cap that the Rams have next year, with the money that they have, a first-round pick for the first time in what seems like my lifetime, uh, then it's it's exciting to to it's it's realistic to look at this team and say not only could 2024 be a very good year for the Los Angeles Rams, but if things can go well and things can go right, the 2023 LA Rams should at least be an exciting team, and I think that the the 2023 Rams are ultimately going to give us 2017 Rams vibes. 2017 Rams, you might remember, coming off of a four-win season, getting rid of Sean, uh, of Jeff Fisher, bringing in Sean McVay, and then you're a 10-win playoff team? 
when really nobody knew what to expect from a Sean McVay. We didn't know what Jared Goff was. He was 0-7 his rookie year. Uh, we Four wins the previous year. And then all of a sudden, the Rams are a playoff team hosting the Atlanta Falcons at the Coliseum. It feels very much, in my opinion, it feels very much like that is the path that the 2023 Rams are on. And then we all know kind of what happened with the 2018 Rams going all the way to the Super Bowl. Could that be the path that the, the 2024 Rams follow in? Bad year, single-digit wins. Follow that up with a solid year that you that you you don't really have all the pieces together yet, but you show so much promise. And then the next season, you hit it hard again. You pick up a bunch of free agents. You spend that money. You, you've developed your rookies, and then you hit it hard again, and you make it to the Super Bowl, winning the NFC. Could that be the path? It absolutely could be the path, all right? And I'm not saying that that is 100% going to happen, because that, that's absurd to say that. you got 31 other NFL teams that are like, we can win the Super Bowl if we do this, 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 and this, and this. All of them are doing that. Everybody does that right now, right? It's July time. That's kind of what this is for right now, is everybody's got high hopes. Everybody's zero and zero, and everybody's hopes are sky high. But could this happen for the Los Angeles Rams? It absolutely could happen for the Los Angeles Rams. Let's not forget that last year, the Rams saw an unprecedented amount of bad luck. Really, just with the, the injuries and everything that happened last year, an unprecedented amount of bad luck. Will that happen again? Highly unlikely. With all that not happening again, this is, this is definitely a, a, a team with a winning record. This is a team that can push for the playoffs, especially in the weak NFC, uh, especially in a division with question marks around even the good teams like the Seattle Seahawks, is Geno Smith actually any good? Is that team is that team really a playoff team? Uh, is the the 49ers, do they really even have any quarterbacks? Or who are they going to pick at that spot? And can they stay healthy? That's another question for them as well. So there's questions on every team in this division right now and every team in this conference right now. It seems like the, the Eagles are the only ones worth a damn. But even they've got their question marks. I've got their I've got questions about the Eagles, and I think that they take a step back. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Either way, I feel good about the Los Angeles Rams going into this year. If for nothing else, then we will see what we've got with this rookie class. Even if it is a four-win season, we're going to be able to pick out parts of this season uh, in of the like all the games and all the stuff, all these rookies that we see this this year. We're going to be able to pick out. It's like okay, well, this guy's a good long-term answer. This guy could probably be cut. This guy's the future, but he's not quite there yet. Like we are going to have those questions answered this season. And to me, that's exciting. So whether or not this year is the one where the Rams are competing for a Super Bowl or even the division or anything, uh, this is, I think, a very important season and will at the very least be one that we look at in these next five, six years as like, wow, we just really needed to do that. We needed a cleanse. We needed just to kind of just to, to, to dump all that off of us and kind of just get another fresh restart. And at least the Rams didn't wait to do this and didn't like hold on to Ramsey for another few years. Tell Bobby Wagner that he can't leave because he's still under contract or something like that. Hold on to Allen Robinson pretending like that's going to work out and then just keep on forcing it until eventually it all goes away anyway. And then you still have to, you're still eating it while you're, while you're eating it kind of thing. And then we don't go through this rookie evaluation process. And then we're trying to do this in two or three years. I think that this is this was the better option, and if we zoom out on this this team and and what we've seen from this team, I think it makes total sense that this is the move that the Rams did make. Go ahead and just shed that dead weight off this year. Go ahead and eat it this year, but also use this opportunity to evaluate your young guys. See what you've got on this roster. See what holes you need to fill next year when you have all that cap space. Also, draft picks, first round pick included, and and go from there. I think that this is the perfect way to do it. The perfect way to do like the fastest kind of rebuild that we could imagine, which is something that the Rams did already. Went from a terrible team to like, let's just get better players in here. We need to fill these roles. We This guy's not good. Let's get, let's get replacement in here. And then just did it. And it worked. So there you go. All right. I think, I, I think that does about does it for me. Now I'm all hyped up and I'm ready for... <laughs> I'm going to like rewatch behind the grind or something like that because now I'm all hyped. Um, so that's exciting. But uh, every Monday, again, is we uh, we do Ram Showcase live. We live stream on YouTube as well as Facebook. You can also catch it at ramshowcase.com uh, for the live stream. It's, and this is for the fans where I'm here for you to have the conversations that you want to have. And I know that I don't talk about stuff like mock drafts and all that stuff. But if that's the topic that's brought to me, 
that is the topic that I will discuss. We have one limitation now, and that is St. Louis. <laughs> we don't we don't need to talk about St. Louis. It doesn't it doesn't help anybody. It does no good for anybody to discuss St. Louis. Um, everybody just like got their emotions, and I'm not gonna say anything that changes anybody's mind, and no one's gonna say anything that changes my mind about it. So it doesn't really matter. That's all. It doesn't really matter anymore. So, um, but uh, yeah, again, if you want to uh, support the show in any capacity, the best way to do that is to purchase merch. Uh, and that's uh, found at ramshowcase.com as well. You can find the merch tab. And uh, yeah, other than that, um, we're kind of getting some things geared together for the season as uh, now we're in July time. So kind of getting that all uh, all amped up. And if anybody's going to be in Denver for that preseason game, definitely reach out. Let's hang out. Let's um, let's clink our beers together and then drink them after that and stuff like that. It's going to be a great day. Great day out in uh, in Denver in August time. It'll be nice and warm. Um, it'll be a beautiful day for uh, for uh, some Rams football and for beers to the faces and stuff. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio as well as the Fan Sided Network. Make sure you follow Rams Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Rams Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags. If you'd like to follow myself as well, RamsShowcase.com is where you find all of the content. Uh, related to myself and the show Uh, but that is going to do it for me I'm out of here for those of you who aren't Rams fans our thoughts and prayers are with you for those of you who are Rams fans thank you so much for listening and go Rams